Welcome to LeapCast. I'm your host, Dr. George James. LEAP stands for leaders, entertainers, athletes, and performers. And I'm on a journey to connect with high achievers and highlight their unexamined human moments. Tune in to learn how these high-achieving LEAP individuals were able to reach their greatest potential, face their most difficult challenges, and embrace the human moments that helped them along the way. If you want to get the episode highlights directly in your email, then head to theleapcasts.com right now to subscribe. Welcome again to LeapCast. I'm your host, Dr. George James. Once again, LEAP stands for leaders, entertainers, athletes, and performers. And I'm on a journey to explore unexamined human moments with with these high achievers. And hopefully also in our conversation, we'll just highlight the importance of mental wellness for these high achieving LEAP individuals. Today, I have opportunity to introduce somebody who's actually a really close friend, someone I've known for years, but I'm so in awe of all that he's done and continues to do. He is known by many and by all as BJ Johnson. He has experienced so many things and currently, he will correct me and tell me their official title, has been working for the Brooklyn Nets for a number of years in their scouting department. I I think he runs the department, but he never really wants to tell me everything. But we're going to find out today. And I'm so excited. BJ, welcome. Thanks for joining LeapCast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great and just uh, appreciate the opportunity to be on with you. I'm very humble to be a part of this, this podcast today. So thanks for having me. Of course. So there's this thing that we like to do. We call it the leap story, which is just a way for us to get to know you and what you've been out. So tell us about your journey, where you are now, but how you really got to where you are at this current moment. Yeah, sure. So again, BJ Johnson, I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina originally and um, grew up there the fifth of six kids. Um, my mom, she was, became a single parent shortly after I was born. My father um, passed away um, really early when I was at the age of two. She was pregnant with my little brother at the time. So, you know, a lot of my determination and, and um, focus and, and drive really comes from her, just for her having to figure out things, you know, kind of on the fly, you know, the tragic situation happened like that. And, you know, she, she got us all through college and you got us, you know, just did the best she could and, and was more than enough in terms of providing for everything we need. Always supportive. I remember there were times when she would, you know, had three PTA meetings, one at the elementary school, one in middle school, one in the high school. She, she made, made them all. <laughs> she made them all. Wow. <laughs> That's just amazing. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing woman. And like I said, I've taken so many life lessons from her. And so she got me, got me, um, you know, going, just watching her figure things out on the fly, you know, as, as she had to. And, you know, growing up, always trying to figure out, you know, am I, you know, becoming a man? Okay. Am I doing this right? And all those kind of things there. And she surrounded us with really powerful mentors that kind of helped guide us along the way, you know, pastors growing up and other strong men, especially in our church were, were really instrumental in my life to kind of show me the way and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's hard to separate my story from basketball just because <laughs> it has been so intertwined. So I got started playing the game, you know, seriously when I was about 13 years old and, you know, kind of, Figured it out and tried to teach myself, watch videos and, and things like that. Wait, but this was before YouTube, right? So, like, how were you watching yeah, videos? On the VHS, <laughs> you know, rewind it, you know, watch it again and all those kind of things. So, having to do whatever I could, you know, just to find a way, you know, to be able to, um, to, to, to compete with everybody else. We had all access to more more resources. So, uh, long story shorter, you know, got through that, you know, did decently in high school, wasn't able to get a, the, scholarship, the college scholarship that I desired. 
but my grades were good enough to get me into Villanova, which is a blessing. And um, that's I where our connection started. So I, look, this is a shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> I'm Villanova all day, every day because of all the great people and opportunities I met happen, including this connection with BJ Johnson. So I just want to put that out there so everybody knows you can continue. <laughs> exactly. No, and that was the best decision of my life. Like I said, meeting you and uh, others that have been so strong part of my journey. Now these some 20 something years later, you know, has been just incredible. Man, you make me feel old. <laughs> me too, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, I just did that. And um, went there, you know, I wanted to walk on the team to make the, the team, make the build of a basketball team, you know, follow the, you know, Gary Kittles and some of these other guys who were, were my, my heroes growing up and got cut my first year to, to cancel tryouts. My second year, I was, a, I was a manager for the women's team that second year. And then I finally, you know, was able to make the team my, my junior year and play two years there with uh, under Steve Lapis and then Jay Wright, who's currently just been inducted in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so, he was. Congratulations awesome. to, to him. Shout uh, out to me, Coach Wright. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Gave, me, gave me my scholarship and his first year is my last year there. And uh, that journey kind of really has taken me on, you know, so many things. Cause I, you know, through that connection at Villanova, I, was able, I went up to Colorado Springs um, doing some youth outreach ministry there and then was able to connect with USA basketball uh, while I was there through another Villanova connection. And then um, I was able to, to, to be a part of three Olympics, wow. a chance to um, uh, help start the junior national team program uh, that's currently there in this, in this current form today. And uh, through that, I led to, you know, connections with, um, you know, allowed me to jump on after the Rio Olympics with the Brooklyn Nets. And, you know, over a couple of years, was able to work my way to, my current title, which is uh, director of college scouting and player evaluation. So you heard that everybody, he said director. All right. Well, I finally got it out of him. <laughs> exactly. So that's my, my, my brief story in a nutshell, but it's been an incredible journey, a journey from, you know, that I'm learning more about myself, you know, you know, the, the, the things that I've been around, the people I've been around have been absolutely amazing. Just being around the best in the, in the world at what they do has taught me you know, so many great lessons and that I've applied to my life and continue to apply to my life. Well, uh, BJ, I appreciate you going through your story and from what you shared and, and just knowing a bit of it. And I'm going to let everybody know, like, because I like BJ and I, little inside scoop, we were roommates my last two years of college. And as he mentioned, he had an extra year of eligibility. So he, he stayed. And so I know a little bit of behind the scenes and I've actually shared some of his experiences with my clients because it's just been so profound. And that's what I'm hoping that we'll get into today. So BJ, I want, I want you to take us to the college years. And I'm really curious about your journey to get onto the Villanova basketball team. And if you could just share what that experience was and in particular, the moments when it wasn't working out, how did you keep going? Because I have always been in awe that you found a way to keep going, but I'm wondering how did you do that? What allowed you to keep going? So if you could tell us the story and those moments when it just looked really difficult. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of cool for me to hear because, you know, seeing someone from the outside looking in at that part of my journey, uh, it was an incredible part now looking back on it. And um, I just had a burning passion. I really just wanted to be, on that team, I could visualize myself seeing my name on the back of that jersey, um, yeah, nice. part of that thing. So it just really kept me going. And you know, as Joey's mentioned, my first year, you know, I got to tryouts. 
I worked extremely hard. I was out. Everybody, you know, some folks were out there partying and things like that. I'm in the gym every weekend. You're getting um, that work in. Yeah, me and my Jewish buddy. Um, <laughs> we closed the gym down. He would take me out to a diner and share with me Jewish wisdom, actually, which was actually really profound now that I think about it. Just the, awesome. the lessons and wisdom that he shared with me. But, you know, I was there every weekend, you know, closing the gym down with him and got the tryouts. They lost my paperwork. So, I only had like 10 minutes to try out and you lost know, your paperwork. Yeah. I was the first person to turn in my paperwork. So maybe I was too early, <laughs> I was too excited, <laughs> but they ended up, couldn't find any my, my you know, liability waivers, all that kind of stuff. So I didn't get a chance to really try out like I wanted to, and this wasn't meant to be the time, you know, wasn't there. And, all right. So uh, that's the, that's the, what seems like one of the first tough moments in the process. They lost your paperwork, which sounds ridiculous. And, and that limits your time and experience what were you telling yourself? Like, what was, what was a talk in your head during that time? Yeah. It wasn't anything profound. Like, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> you know, I, I'm the word, I'm the one that's been working the hardest. I turned, I was the first person to turn it in. So all you can do is make the best of it at the moment. But you know, I, I'd be lying if I say, I didn't you know. I cried. I, I was very heartbroken, disappointed, you know, cause you put so much time into it. You put, I put everything into this, you know, and I knew how much I knew I was ready, you know, for the moment and then to have it kind of, taking that away from me in a way, you know, because I couldn't really show what the work that I put in. I just didn't have the time to do it, you know, so just really disappointing and heartbreaking, you know, at the time. But, you know, I, I allowed myself to sulk a moat for a week or two, then I got back on it and <laughs> had to get going again. But my motto was, all right, if they cut me every year, I'll know it's not meant to be. You know, I was driven and, and passionate. It was just a goal that I had, you know, I'm, I'm a big goal setter and, you know, I believe, I'm fairly believe in, you know, having something that you're really working hard toward and really, you know, putting yourself into, because that's to me where, where life truly happens, where you experience true life, where you're, where you're giving yourself to something that you really desire. Now, you said a whole bunch of nuggets that I love, right? So, well, the first that I, that I really appreciate you saying is that I could see my name on the back of the jersey, right? I was just listening to something earlier today that was talking about the power of our imagination and how imagination also connects to faith, right? Like, and how so many times we can't even see ourselves in these great places, in these amazing places, but you saw yourself, you saw your name on the back of the Jersey, which then pushed and fueled your passion. And then, and then you also just shared how like the reality that sometimes you could do all the hard work, you could be number one, you could be the, you could be in that position, but then also have all these unfortunate things happen and to be heartbreaking and 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 you have to take that moment like sometimes our heart can be broken achieving our goals and you have to at least acknowledge that and it sounds like acknowledge it but don't give up on it right like I, you gotta cut me every year i'm gonna be in your face i love that like no matter what i'm gonna show up heartbreak cut whatever happens i'm gonna be there so that to me that that is like amazing and profound so so what happened after that yeah. So then following year, fast forward again, in best shape of my life, ready to go. Got First the impact office, going. What? <laughs> I was ready. I was ready. And they told me that, no, we're just going to keep the walk on from last year. So we're not going to have tryouts this year. <laughs> so again. So now you worked another year another doing, year. and this is how I like to tell the story. He, he was doing like workouts up the hill two times a day with the tires, with the ropes. He was doing the whole full workout drills and all. And now they tell you there's going to be no tryouts. No tryouts. So yeah, very disappointed <laughs> again. But I was like, Hey, you know, it's part of my journey. 
it didn't extinguish the, the the passion and desire within me. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I still wanted to be on that team more than anything else. You know, so, so year two happens. This disappointment. Yeah. Who do you talk to, or what? Who do you share that moment with? Not many. You know, it's just me and my brother. You know, it's, it's you know he's the one that kind of started my journey from <laughs> from start to finish. So he's you know tech, you know always checking in, seeing how they go, where it will happen, all those kind of things there. He's probably the only one that fully, fully knew because he's, you know, been a, a part of every step. But outside of that, it was really just, you know, me just trying to suck it up because, you know, everybody thought, you know, a lot of times people thought well, when I shared my dream that I was ridiculous anyway. I wasn't the most talented guy. I'll, I'll admit that. I just had a passion, you know what I mean? So people didn't think I had a chance to make the team regardless. So I didn't want to surround myself with any negativity that would kind of reinforce those things. Sounds know, like so dream killers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, yeah. So you knew you, you right. You didn't want to surround yourself around people who were who couldn't believe what you believed. You knew you had your dream and passion, and your brother was there with you throughout this whole thing that you could share. He could support, encourage, even in the tough times. Correct. Absolutely. And he did. He was a great supporter, and it's great to have that person that that you know that's always going to continue to encourage you and you can lean on when you do get weak. You know. So he was definitely a, an incredible resource for me. You know, during <laughs> during that period of time where. I did not have anything to show for all the time and work, you know, outside of you, know, but at the same time, something was happening inside of me that I didn't recognize, you know, even though I didn't have the outer results that I desired, there was something inside of me that was being worked, that persistence, that determination, attention to detail, focus, you know, ability to find it. One thing that happened that second year, even though they canceled tryouts, you know, there's a, a door, a open door to work with the women's team, you know, which. I might not have found, but that led to many great connections and great opportunities and great learning experiences for me, you know, during that time as well. So, so yeah, there were a lot of things that were happening, you know, behind the scenes inside of me that I probably didn't even recognize at the time. But now looking back on it, were a huge part of my journey, even though I didn't get the results that I wanted at the time that I wanted them. Now, I'm going to say something. I don't be clear. This is not what I believe. This is not how I stand. But I can imagine that there would be some people out there, some men out there who would say, I'm a basketball player. I'm a I'm a men's basketball player. I'm not going to work with no women's team or or feel somehow that's beneath them, even though, once again, that's not what I believe. I know the women's team is awesome, amazing, talented, but that not everybody sees that. And so how did you even allow yourself to make that pivot? I didn't care. I just wanted to be around basketball. I had a passion for basketball. I loved it so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't, I can't describe it. I don't have any other profound way of saying it, but I just really just loved the game. And, you know, the, the women's coach was an incredible teacher of the game too. So, you know, it really took the opportunity we had to learn from him, but, but yeah, I didn't care about what everybody else said. You know, that's why I didn't surround myself with a lot of people. I said, uh, I was alone, you know, a lot of times in this, in this basketball portion of my journey. But yeah, it's just one of those things that it didn't matter what it was, as long as I could be around the game and continue to learn and grow and develop and get closer to my goal, which was ultimately making the men's team. And then that's, that's what I was going to, I was going to be willing to do that. I mean, once again, right, like you're, you're going after your dream and you said like you during these years of what seemed like difficult moments and heartbreak, you're learning persistence, attention to detail, focus, just to keep going at it. And then other opportunities are opening up and you're not allowing the outside noise or perceptions or whatever to stop you from being connected to the game. All right. So then what happens year three? Year three. And it's amazing. It, the, the story kind of just connected the dots just as we were talking right now. So it's kind of funny for me to share it. But um, year three, I was with the women's team to start their year off practicing. And then after they practiced, as we got done with our women's practice, the men's team came on. But 
They're, I know they're going to get ready. The, the former walk-ons, they, they didn't want to be walk-ons anymore. So there was going to be some spots open. So after their practice, I'll go upstairs to start running the stairs to get in shape for tryouts. And the men's team is on. And, you know, I see them wave me down to come downstairs, you know, in the pavilion. And I'm like, all right, I guess they're going to kick me out of practice because usually the men's team... <laughs> disturbing the men's team. <laughs> so, Big boys are like, come on, move. Exactly. exactly. So, I th- you know, they walk me downstairs and right there on the spot, the women's coach was talking to one of the men's assistant coaches. And they asked, hey, you want to be on the men's team? <laughs> so it's funny after all these years of, of trying and, and work and everything else, I just it happened just like that. So it wasn't a tryout. No tryout. They just invited me to be on. Now I, I will be honest, to everybody. All these years, I thought he went to a third tryout and then <laughs> killed it. So that, that's just awesome. So because of your hard work, your persistence, your patience, all those things that you were learning when you were just doing the work, uh, focus on the game developing as a person, the connection and relationship you built just created this opportunity for you. Yeah, I think they saw all the things I was doing. You know, they saw me, you know, always being in the men's office, asking what trials were going to be. They saw me working with the women's team. They saw me doing, you know, whatever I could. And I think, you know, after seeing all of that, you know, and then having the favor, I did a nice job for the women's team, I believe, as well. So so all those things kind of think just came through to say, you know, this is the kind of guy that will will not to worry about going through the trial process. He will, he'll, he'll be fine on the men's thing. And, and that's kind of how it worked out. So it's funny. You never know sometimes what people, if people are watching your story and, and that's why it's so important. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, don't be worrying well doing because in due season, you reap the harvest. And, and that was for me, you know, I could have stopped and quit along the way. got frustrated. There are other people that did, you know, um, that started the same journey that I was on and they didn't see it all the way through. But, you know, I think just by being persistent and not giving up, and that developed in me that ability to kind of develop my will to be able to hold that that division in my mind, that imagination. I think it's such a huge point. I hope we get a chance to talk more about today, just to be able to maintain that focus and persist in that dream, persist in that yeah. vision. You know, without any distraction, people observe that. I, I believe wholeheartedly, and, and I think that's what, what allowed me to be on there without any tryout. I, I love that, and I, I appreciate you sharing that. And and for me, like I can think about even in my own life where. You know, after I graduated college, uh, my master's program, how me and some of my classmates were applying for different jobs. And sometimes, you know, where I get this theory that busy people are busy and some of my classmates stopped pursuing some opportunities. But I just respected that they were busy and was persistent and kept going. And finally, when I got the meeting, when I thought it was just, hey, let's touch base, it was an actual job interview that I got. And so like this thought, like I really resonate with persistence and keeping going after the dream and not allowing the distractions or the heartbreak to really stop you. So that, that's just awesome. And, 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 I, and I hear how like you did that for two years and then, you know, you were on the first year with Coach Wright, who's now been there. And I wanted anything else out of those years that you can say you had moments where you can think about that resonate with you moments where you either learned something or had a conversation or felt something during that time? You know, I think just to go through the process of achieving a dream, I'm, I'm recognizing how rare that can be, you know, that people can go through a lifetime without ever achieving one of their goals, their major goals and dreams. You know, it's, it's one thing to kind of, you know, if you have a dream or goal that is something that you can do, if you kind of just stick with it, you know, throughout the year, maybe it's running a certain amount of miles or whatever the case may be, but, there are also those dreams and goals that you have no idea how you're going to achieve it. You know, there's no, you know, if you tell it to people, people think you're crazy, you know, those kind of, those kind of dreams. And for me to be able to achieve that, 
set the tone for the rest of my life because I've used that process over and over again to dream ridiculous things. <laughs> you know, in my mind would seem ridiculous, but you know, at the time when you achieve something like that, it makes, you know, dreaming something else, you know, you just raise your your whole level of awareness to, to what's the endless possibilities that are within us, you know, and by attacking that and doing that, I go from, you know, a higher level, a higher level. So what was impossible for me before now becomes, you know, normal. And I want to continue to, to set impossible goals because I can continue to go higher and higher and deeper, you know, into myself and find out there's, there's limitless possibilities inside. I love it. And, you know, I've, like I said, I've shared with folks but now I'm sharing publicly, right? The first moments when I really started to dive deeper into thinking about goals started with this uh, awesome guest, uh, BJ Johnson. And it started with, <laughs> like I said, we were roommates. He would have his goals and he wanted to uh, see his goals every day. He wanted to focus on the goals. So he put it on our bathroom mirror. So every day I saw his goals. I, I, I think I knew his goals <laughs> more than I knew what I wanted in my own life. But that inspired me to say, I got to stop looking at his goals. I need to focus on my goals. So then I eventually wrote my goals and put it on the bathroom mirror. And, you know, it's been a process. And I really love what you're saying about dream and possible goals and the ability to even achieve some of those things, how it fuels the next level and the next level. And I've experienced that and it, it connects back to those years. And so I'm curious, like when you you talk about USA basketball developing different programs with their with the USA basketball three Olympics, which is amazing, and onto the Nets. So you've been around the game of basketball. You've been around players of all levels, elite, probably a good portion of the folks who are in the NBA right now or have retired. And because I know you've traveled probably every almost every country in the world. Like, what did those experiences, if any, what were the moments, some moments that you can share? that you took out of being with USA Basketball and even now with the Nets? I can go on and on because it's really shaped, you know, kind of the narrative of my life, to be honest with you. I think about, you know, times when I was rebounding for Kobe and um, this is on a day off and he's um, shooting so many shots. My arms are getting tired. I'm literally getting tired passing him the ball, but he's not getting tired shooting the ball. So how's it going to look like for the passer to, to, to bail out of the drill? He just keeps right. on going inside to figure out a way. But, you know, watching him behind the scenes and maniacal he was at, at the fundamentals of, of basketball, like you can see the incredible things he did, but he was in, obsessive about the details of the fine details of the fundamentals of the game that he continually relentlessly worked on. So seeing that ability to focus, you know, regardless of what level you achieve, you know, there are certain fundamentals of every job or thing that you do and to be able to be extremely good you know excellent at those fundamentals are what really separates people you know because a lot of times people want the the glory and the shine and you know all the kind of things there but they're not willing to do the day-to-day that it takes to get there you know so having a relentless commitment to excellence being willing to you know work together as a team you know being able to you know not necessarily sacrifice the ego which people always kind of use a lot in those terms uh-huh. but i thought coach k you know who led a lot of those teams that i was a part of he wanted everybody to bring their ego, you know, and, and I thought that was, that was kind of different than and I heard before because you're not sacrificing who you are. You're bringing your best self and figuring out how to bring that to the team so that you make the team better. So to me, you know, I'm not, you know, making myself lesser, you know, than I'm bringing my full self, right. but doing that in the context of the team and, you know, the ability to problem solve all those kind of things, you know, think on the fly and high pressure moments and believe in yourself. You know, we, even when things you have no idea how it's going to work out and you're faced with everybody's watching you to see how you're going to lead and this, you know, in these amazing challenges, 
but being able to calm your mind, being able to stay focused, you know, be able to trust your preparation and that, you know, just knowing that things are going to work out fine, you know, being able to communicate that peace of mind to the rest of the people that you're following, even in the highest stress and highest pressure situations to me has been a, an invaluable lesson that I continue to take on with me today. So there's so many different things that I can continue to share and on, on the game of basketball has taught me a ton, ability to work with people, ability to collaborate, you know, how important every person is, you know, into, you know, building a championship level team, you know, whether it be at the Olympic level or now we're at the Nets and have a chance to compete with the championship, you know, seeing what goes into that, the ability to create, you know, having that imagination, you know, having that persistence and focus when things don't look great and then be able to see what it's going to look like and know that it's already available to us. We just got to continue to work, work out the vision, you know, in our, in our minds and, and eventually everybody's going to see what you've been working toward. So you, you dropped a lot of nuggets there that I love, you know, when you talk about, you know, how can the pastor get more tired than the person shooting, right? How can the person who is assisting the person who is doing the major work, right, get tired? And it fueled your, you know, desire to, to, to find a way, right, to dig deep and from attention to details. And I love to bring your full self, right? Bring 100% of you and find a way to make that work within the team, not use that against the people you're working with, but find a way to make that work with everyone else. And, you know, I could just hear like, obviously like we're truncating, like what sounds like probably like almost what, 15 years into just a few minutes, which is really just impossible. But I can hear like how much you've learned from the game of basketball, from the important people that you've connected with, from just even your own life and journey. You know, like, I just want to quickly, like, shout out the people that you've mentioned so far. I mean, you talk about your mom and her ability to, like, just, like, do anything and everything as a single mom, mother of six, showing up in so many different ways. You talk about your brother, talk about your Jewish workout partner, You talk about, like, just the one, just the women's basketball team, the game of basketball. I mean, even how you just, you know, talked about being there with Kobe and learning from just his dedication to the details and push and Coach K. I mean, there's just so many things that it, I think other people would just be in awe of that you've just shared. And I'm wondering, have you had moments that you felt were really successful or you were like, wow, this is just amazing. What would you, what, what would that moment be for you? Yeah. Out of all the moments I've had, you know, like I said, it's been an incredible, incredible journey for me personally. And I think, you know, with that junior national team program at USA basketball up to this point, you know, something that had not been done before and to be able to go from identifying the, the players that were going to play on those teams, you know, bringing them all together, working with their families, you know, making sure all their meals are provided and they have everything they need. You know, the coaching staff has everything they need. You know, there's so many things that kind of go in that nobody will probably ever know about, but, you know. Um, details, right? Attention to details. All those things. But there's a moment we had a chance to win four gold medals with those teams. And every time to see them on the podium, you know, with uh, the national anthem being played and then seeing them accomplish their goals and their dreams, you know, in that short amount of time, I always take that as one of the, the you know most blessed experiences because, you know, all the work that was done, you know, kind of led to that moment where they could all experience something incredible that they'll never forget for the rest of their lives, you know? So, you know, there's each one of those are, are really unique and, and special moments. And even some of those, a lot of those guys are in the NBA now. And so we always share a special bond. You know, when the, I saw them when they were first, you know, sophomores or you know, freshmen in high school. You got you got the stories that they don't want out yet. Exactly. So, so each one of those moments were incredible, you know, for me personally. So that's just to kind of share the basketball journey, you know. Yeah, I, I can hear it. And, the mo you know, those moments of seeing how, how I hear it, right? Seeing how your hard work, your focus, your determination 
patient, uh, like paying attention to details and building this team, building, you know, and, and going back to, I think that one of the key things you said today, having the imagination for this, having the faith for this, having the belief that this can happen and then seeing it actually happen and people, you know, getting gold medals and how that further helped them in their career, but also knowing that you were a part of that. And I, I could imagine how like that has to really feel great. You, you've shared some things and, you know, there are highs and lows, the basketball stories. And I'm wondering, just in life in general, how have you worked or had the opportunity to push past the moments when we say those negative things to ourselves? Right? I think everybody has moments. I've had these moments. People I work with have moments where the things we tell ourselves are just not positive. Maybe after a tough moment, maybe after a heartbreak. How have you pushed past the negative things that we can say to ourselves? Yeah, I think that's a, a critical point because I think one of the things I want to highlight, you know, is just those inner conversations. You know, when the, the people that are most successful are the ones that can master the inner conversations, you know, where those doubts and things kind of creep into your mind and want to tell you, you can't do this. It's not worth it. You know, why are you, you know, you don't have to do this, you know, whatever the case may be, anything that's going to keep you from reaching, you know, the highest version of yourself or your goal or your dream, whatever the case may be, you know, with that comes a lot of resistance. It's because, you know, anytime you put yourself to something, you know, there, there are forces at work that just want to keep you, you know, limiting, you know, there, there are a lot of limiting thoughts, old paradigms you have to break through, you know, that I'm, am I deserving of this? Am I worthy of this? There's so many things that people can tell themselves and share with themselves, but when you can master those inner conversations and understand, you know, no, I, I can do this. I am, I'm like, I am capable. The, the world needs me to do this because if I accomplish this, I am going to provide so much more value to the world and be of greater service to the world. The reason we're talking today because I was able to push through some of those things and have a story to share you know, that hopefully someone else can benefit from. But, you know, that provides an, an opportunity to, for me to bring more value to people that I'm around. You know, so you know, if I can sum it up in one way is uh, to live from the inside out rather than the outside in. There's always going to be outside forces. You know, you, you're taking in things, you see things in the world, you see all this negativity, people telling you what you can and can't do, you know, all those kind of things there that are, you know, all these constant pressures that are coming in from the outside. But if you've done the work on the inside to really understand who you are, to really recognize how incredibly valued you are at created in the image of God, its highest form of creation, um, you, how blessed you are and, and how, how you have infinite possibility within you, you know, recognizing that and being grounded in that, you know, recognizing that you can accomplish all those things you really put your heart and mind to, then regardless of what the outside world says and does, you can power it through and create those, your, your own world from the inside out you know, starting from that place of faith and belief, you can create the world around you, you know, that you desire instead of having the world tell you what you can't have. That, once again, just awesome. Man. I love the master, the inner conversation. I feel like that's like a book waiting to come out. BJ Johnson, bestseller, master the inner conversations. I mean, that is so profound to me. One, because of just the work I do and knowing how so many times the things that set us up for failure or set us up for success are those those in our conversations and that success could be in your relationship that could be in your everyday life that could be in your career and in particular for leapcast leaders entertainers athletes and performers there's so many moments where that inner conversation uh, can become significant and you have to master it and the thought of what you said of from the inside out that's not easy <laughs> not not at all but to be able to focus on that. And once again, I can hear how your experiences 
got you to that place and and the people around you and your character have allowed you to see to see that and that i think is a great thing for us all to hold on to how can we master from the how can we work from the inside out with all of this right that you're sharing these um, these amazing experiences that you've had earlier you mentioned about imagination and the power of that and and i'm wondering why you said that you know some things stuck out to you and i'm like why is that so significant for you or why is that important as we were talking earlier it sounds like there was more you wanted to, to even share about that yeah, it just um, has really been the focus for a lot of my studying over the past several months here, just recognizing that I think it was Napoleon Hill, um, please forgive me if I'm wrong, but it says anything in the mind of man can, you know, conceive, it can achieve, you know, and when we can dream, everything that we're, we look around, everything started with a dream and imagination, whether it be the books that you have behind you, whether it be this computer, it all started with an imagination and a dream of someone's head, you know. So to me, if you have that dream and you combine that with faith, and you, you know, mix that with enthusiasm, there is endless possibilities for you. And those, to me, that's, that's the, the critical formula. I got to be able to uh, believe something. I got to hold something in my mind, really conceive of something really worthwhile that's going to provide value and service to, to my fellow man. You know, I know that sounds probably pie in the sky, but it really is true to me. You know, at the end of the day, if we can serve others, you know, well, then there's going to be, you know, no end to our, our financial ability to our, our, our value as people, our self-worth and our self-fulfillment, when we can provide a high level of service to someone else in, some, in a certain way, that your life has meant something to someone else and made their life easier. So if I can dream that you know, and believe you know, really wholeheartedly, a lot of times we gather information in our minds, but a lot of times people don't really do anything with it. They might be able to share a lot of that information and, and talk a good game, but really you, you won't be able to see it until they actually combine it with that information with faith to actually, you know, have themselves do something, you know, and really be able to step out there even against the odds, you know, so we can have that dream, have that vision, have it combine that with a belief in yourself. And, and then to me, the enthusiasm piece, you know, enthusiasm means God within. So that, that joy, that passion uh, that you have, you know, for your, for your, your dream and imagination with faith, you're going to produce incredible results that are probably going to even shock yourself. So to me, those are the three things. If you have those three and combine them with persistence and determination, you know, you have endless possibilities for yourself. Yeah. You know, as you're, you know, just sharing, I think about like, you know, our ability to dream and imagine the ability to believe that it's possible that for so many people, they've had life situations and circumstances, whether it's how they grew up, whether it's something that happened along the way, whether it's someone who said that it just can't happen for you, for whatever category and identity you might have. But what you're saying is that because we stop dreaming, and this is not the end all be all, I know that's not what you're saying, but for many of us to have that dream, to have the push past the moments and thoughts and negative like self-talk that we have and to dream and to pursue and to be enthusiastic about it uh, and to do the work and to have the faith to do that, can make a difference. And I believe that I've seen that. I know that with other folks in the leap community, they've seen that. And I know that you've seen that in, in your life, which is just, you know, it's just awesome to really hear and, and hopefully to focus on, right? What am I not dreaming about? What am I need to, to be enthusiastic about? What do I need to even have faith and believe about in terms of for my life and my future, wherever, you know, you might be as you're listening. So I'm curious about this. And after this, we're going to go into the last few questions that I tend to ask folks. But I'm curious, out of all the things you've done, all the people you've met, all the opportunities and countries, has there been a moment where you were either starstruck or you met somebody that was like, 
like big on your list of people to like meet in life? Mm, that's a good one. I think I've had the chance to, to be around some, you know, some incredible people, but I guess the, the ones that, that really had profound impact on me in my journey when I was in high school and growing up that I literally looked to getting a chance to have conversations you know, with those folks, whether it be Coach K, you know, I, I was a huge Duke fan growing up, you know, so seeing him and being able to really connect with him on a deeper level. David Robinson was another childhood you know, hero of mine, uh, Alan Houston, you know, some of those guys, you know, I'm working with a lot of these guys now in the NBA. So, you know, those are the moments where the guys that, you know, I mean, I've been around some, you know, incredible players that have, you know, won championships and done incredible things, but it's the ones that really lived an exemplary life off the court by really, you know, having their ethics and, and their morals and, and, you know, who they were as people superseded what they achieved, you know, in any other facets of their lives. And those are people I really admire, still admire to this day and look up to. So those are three of the names I would probably say that really kind of got me because, you know, those guys, you know, that they accomplished some amazing things on the court, but who they were off the court as people consistently, you know, have, have left an indelible mark on me. And I'm always grateful for that for them. Yeah, those are incredible. I know like, you know, Coach K is in his last year now and the imprint and legacy that he has made, like you said, on and off the court, you know, David Robinson, awesome, you know, person once again, like, like you said, on and off the court, Alan Houston, like all these, you know, great people, not just players, not just, you know, basketball folks, which they're great in, but like beyond that. And, you know, a lot of people would think that because you work in the NBA, work for the Brooklyn Nets, and all the things that might be connected to that, that that is your pinnacle of success. But I, I'm wondering, as you talked about imagination and dreams and persistence, like what is success for you? You know, success is for me, you know, having, you know, those dreams and imagination that I have, and I have plenty written up on my mall still. I continue that, that practice. Nice. So being able to have, you know, that dream in my mind, you know, and be able to see it all the way to completion where it is now created something that wasn't there before. And it is now being able to serve other people in a way that I could, you know, more so than I even thought possible. Uh, that's, that's success when you're able to, to have a vision, persist in it, see it all the way through. And then, you know, finally, you know, bring it to completion and bring it the results to the rest of the world. That's to me what ultimate success, you know, truly is. So that could be with the vision for my family, the vision for my finances, the vision for my, my career, you know, vision for my, you know, other things that I do. You know, being able to bring all those things, you know, that having a, a really dream hard, you know, really believe in those things and, and see them all the way through to completion. You see, you're always going to constantly, you know, kind of develop them you know, for sure. But to be able to see them, you know, prosper and be successful, you know, to me is, is what is, is really rewarding at the end of the day. And wow. real quick, I, I just want to highlight, I know we're getting closer our time, but just uh, something that you said to me is really just stuck out that you know, when people are telling you what you can and can't do and, you know, those circumstances you grew up in, you know, all those things as, you know, in terms of faith, you know, you, you have to really believe in, 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 in yourself, that firm belief, you know, regardless against all hope, you know, I think that is such a critical piece. So regardless of what people say, that, that shapes your, your, the way you see yourself and you'll never outperform your self-image, you know? So once you're able to really, really believe in who you are and what you're capable of doing, you know, regardless of what you've grown up in, regardless of what you've been through, regardless of what people have said, to be able to do that and really truly believe in who you are to me that's such a foundational key i didn't want to miss no. that point as you talked about before no, so. I, I i love that and and your definition of success right like how being able to have these big 
these big goals and dreams, things that are beyond yourself and working towards it and then and then being able to accomplish that and and really to the ability to do that so you can impact other people right like that's part of the, what i was hearing like that it is not just about self-serving it's not just i'm like as i say i want to secure the bag i want to have all these things but it's it's about at least what i'm hearing from you being able to get to these places to then be able to serve and impact other people which is you know amazing and to you know the point what crystallized that for me is seeing your name on the back of the jersey. I'm not seeing somebody else's name. I'm not even seeing the team name. I'm seeing my name on the back of the jersey. And so I think that's a real good challenge for all of us is like, where are you seeing your name? Like, where are you seeing yourself? And, you know, I take that. And that's going to be one of my takeaways of the places I see my name, right? And I've been to places where I have to speak and they might have my name on a placard or some way to identify because I'm supposed to be, that's my spot. And so I think the challenge to all of us, even in those moments, in the self-talk, where do you see your name? And that can determine like where you go with your goal, how you go after it. If you see that, that's your spot. It's already labels for you. So I, I really love that. Now I like that real quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not just seeing it, but really getting emotionally involved in it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's one thing to see it, but then to feel the excitement. You see what it feels like to basically be in that moment of you performing at your highest level or accomplishing that dream to really get emotionally involved with it and then even offering gratitude before it happens. So, you know, a common phrase that, you know, I've been studying is I'm happy and grateful that I've already achieved whatever right. it is that I want to be, but really getting emotionally involved in that dream and that vision and seeing it before it happens and, and, and feeling what it feels like before it happens to me and offering gratitude even before it happens has been a huge key for me. There's something about what happens in our mind and our emotions when we can do that, when we can offer gratitude and accept and believe our posture, our conversation shifts. So I love like how you added and pushed to the thought of not only see it, but but allow yourself to emotionally be involved and engaged and offer gratitude that it's already there and it's already happened. I like to end the podcast with a few different questions. First is for you, and then the other few, uh, you know, contain uh, connect back to the audience. First, I guess let us know, is there something that you are working on or that you are in the midst of or that you are kind of proud of in this very moment right now that you can share with us? Oh, a couple of things. I'm not sure which way to go professionally or in my personal life, but... You can, I, you can offer both. We got <laughs> uh, So professionally we're, we're working toward winning a championship you know an nba championship and you know it, it sounds simple but all this the five years that we put into this to get to this moment you know and, and we started off as the worst team in nba when i when we took over um what sean marks brought me on i should say but but now to see us you know having a chance to be one of the best teams in the nba the last one standing you know that's going to be the ultimate dream i'm already happy and grateful that it's already happened in june <laughs> you right, know? So, right. So that's probably one of the biggest ones. And then personally, you know, I believe in establishing multiple streams of income and, and watching those, you know, begin to be established on my personal life through real estate and other means um, to be able to sustain us, you know, passively while pursuing this dream has been very gratifying as well. Oh, that's awesome. So you, you heard it here. He's already thankful and grateful for the championship in June, right? He's already seen it. He's emotionally involved with it and they have been doing the work for it. And then personally, how you are living out your own dreams for multiple streams to impact your family and others. I love it. So here are some of my last few questions. What does mental wellness mean for you? 
mental wellness is a process of thinking the right thoughts, believing the right things about yourself and about situations, and then being at a place where you have that peace of mind, uh, knowing that you've done, you're doing the right things, you're on the right track, you're thinking the right things, you're rejecting those things that are negative and not you know, benefiting you or serving you well. And then that allows you to, to calm your mind. You know, I think a lot of that can be you know, established through a, a method of study, finding you know, a good course of material that helps you, you know, people call it self-help, you know, personal development, whatever the case may be, finding whatever really connects with you and understanding how this world works and how you operate in the world and how you operate your highest self. You know, so being able to get to that place and what works for you, you know, having that faith, that belief in, in you and what you've been working on and what you're working toward, that automatically puts you at ease. You know, and then when you're at ease, that allows you to be able to create, you know, and, and to me, we always, I think the, the highest form that we can get to, the highest place we can get to is when we're constantly creating, you know, and establishing new things in our world and the world around us. I love it. That's great. I love how you got to the end of, you do all the things to get to ease with an ease allows you to be creative and productive and, and probably go back to even what you mentioned earlier about to imagine and to dream. Uh, last question I'll ask you is, what advice, what mental health, what mental wellness advice would you give to your younger self? And your younger self could be yesterday or any time in the past. What would you say? I'd probably go on the flip side of that, that, that last question you asked and, and just be really wary and careful of the thoughts you think. Because if you have the wrong thoughts, you know, and entertain things that, or just don't know, I mean, it, it leads to worry and doubt. Worry and doubt lead to fear. And fear leads to anxiety and, you know, from anxiety, you get depressed, you know, all those things. It's just a, a vicious cycle. So being, you know, aware of the thoughts that I think, you know, recognizing that, you know, the thoughts that I think, the thoughts that I entertain is really, you know, and, and the ones I accept as truth. And that's going to shape the direction of my life because that's going to produce the habits that I have. And those habits are what's going to pay me at the end of the day. If I have good habits, I'm going to probably lead a really rewarding and rich life. But I've had, I've had bad habits, you know, and I'm not paying attention to my habits, you know, or I haven't established habits, then all those things are going to lead me into reverse, you know. So I'm always going to, you know, pay attention to your habits, pay attention to the paradigms I'm operating with. Don't allow, you know, any, what anybody else has thought of you or, or whatever the case may be to limit you. You know, you're, you're a limitless, you know, infinite being. So continue to achieve and go forward because it's all inside of you. Uh, this has been awesome. I appreciate, you know, being able to have the conversation and I know how busy you are and I appreciate you being on and sharing and allowing us to go through these different questions and just have a conversation about you and your journey, your leap story, and for you to join us here on Leapcast, where we are exploring unexamined human moments. I thank you again, BJ Johnson, for joining us and being a part of today's podcast. Thanks for having me. I really had fun. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Wow, what an incredible ride we just went on with another great member of the Leapcast community. I appreciate you listening and hope you got some tangible value from the episode. Please let us know what you think by leaving a comment, rating, and review. As always, please don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Dr. George James, and I'll see you next time.